Welcome, listeners, to Snakes on a Plane, a friendly and relatable podcast hosted by Patrick Chung and Thomas Kwok. We are two Australian-born Chinese here to talk about growing up in the West. We aim to entertain you and lighten up your day with relatable anecdotes and thought-provoking discussions in each episode. Without further ado, it's time to unleash the Snakes on a Plane. Hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm Thomas. Now, today's topic is, have you ever benefited from the Asian stereotype? Hmm. When you say Asian stereotype, do you mean like, like good at maths? Let's say good at maths. Let's say, you know, your martial arts prowess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe when I was in year six, uh, one of the bullies that came, um, that just started at our school was bullying other kids. And then eventually he started to try and pick on me. But then before he did that, he asked if I knew Kung Fu. And I said yes, boldly. And then he just walked away. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had a very similar experience as well. Like, um, I think it was about year six, year seven. uh, The big bully on campus was uh, going up to people. Pretty much would just bully any person and anyone. Came up to me and started just going. uh, And they're like, oh, you know your martial arts and I just kind of did the I, I don't know if you saw the Simpsons the uh, the touch of death <laughs> so, I, yep. so I did that I just went like that and then I walked away <laughs> he didn't confront me <laughs> after I did that oh that's pretty cool uh, it reminds me of that um, Freddy W video Hong Fu have you seen that one? Uh, um, that, was a, that must be a while ago yeah a long time ago <laughs> probably 10 plus years like there was, there was a there was a guy uh, walking down the alleyway, and he confronts um, Freddie W. Yep. And Freddie W. starts to like do martial art moves and stuff just to to try and shoot the other guy away, and yep. it kind of worked. Yep. And then they had the inner monologues going like, "Oh, this guy knows kung fu. I better not. Uh, I better just. Uh, <laughs> I better do the same thing just to just see if I can fool him." Yeah. And then um, after that confrontation, Freddie moves like down further down the alleyway and then a, and then they, he bumps into a black guy yep and then the black guy was I think he was hijacking the car or something no he was getting he's trying to get into his own car oh his own car but then like it looked like he was hijacking the car uh, yeah and then he just kind of screamed out loud yeah and then the other guy there was a funny twist yeah. at the end yep that's right yeah so um any other stereotypes that benefit you were you good at maths I was good at maths uh, but I was more on the like mental arithmetic side and algebra but terrible at like senior high school math because there's stuff I just couldn't do on top of my head. So I can do quick, I can do quick sums uh, in my head. Um, but when it comes down to just like, you know, doing like calculus, trigonometry, all that, oh, I would not, not good at that. If I knew the formulas, I'd be good. Uh, okay. But you're a bit different. I think you were good at maths all, all around. Yes, I was decent at maths all around. Um, but I remember in year five when we did this i think it's called shootout when you go around the class and you stand behind like the person and the type teacher asks you a simple arithmetic and you you yell out the answer and the first one to yell out continues to move on yeah and if you can do if you can complete the whole class then i guess you get a prize or something yep you know that one uh we had something similar i guess i think it was to do with multiple uh, multiple times tables yeah so being asian everyone assumed that i was gonna win and i was like i had something to live up to as well because I, I was one of those kids where i was like i'm good at math 
I need to I need to beat the whole class. But then um one of my friends, he I think he does Kumon. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know that. But he's not Asian. Yeah, he 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 did like two two or three people and then he ended up being behind me and then the teacher asked and he got the answer before I did. <laughs> so I felt so ashamed. <laughs> I was like, my stereotype is blown. <laughs> It's it's really funny that you mentioned Cubot and you mentioned that that exact game because we played something very similar in primary school and I did Cubot so I was had to like I had to win this because it feels like very shameful if I don't win this and I'd be like you know, doing extra homework outside of outside of the um, outside of school so I did manage to win those ones um, that's why I said I was really strong in like the mental arithmetic but it probably just made me extra lazy in high school because of that. I've done I've done all these extra homework when I was in primary school. I just am so over homework. Ah, uh, okay. No, I didn't have any extra tutoring. Uh, did your parents expect you to get like the straight A's, or they were okay with like B's and C's? I think my parents were okay with B and C's, but they preferred if I get A's. They'd be like, "Why? Why? Why did you not get A in maths?" <laughs> <laughs> But generally, I did get A's in math. Okay. So I think throughout like primary school, year one to seven, yeah, I got A's in math, and then B's in English, or A's and B's depending on the on the terms. And then parents would be like, "Why didn't you get A? You went to you're going to an English school. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned English your entire life. How come you're not getting an A's?" <laughs> exactly. But then I think in high school they didn't really care. As long as I did my homework. Oh, yeah. How about yourself? Were your parents strict? I think for me, they weren't strict, but then because I had two older brothers and two older sisters, and my, I probably, in terms of academic-wise, I'd be closer to my second brother, who wasn't, who was more sport and athletic than, or when he puts his mind to it, he's pretty good. Um, he's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm comparing with two older brothers and two older sisters, and I think they were giving A's. And, so if I got a C, they're like, oh, you know, it's a pass, but you should be doing better. Um, but yeah. whenever I got an A, they were really happy. So it did kind of push me to get A's in class, just because... Yeah, they, you know, parental like, approval. Yeah, parental <laughs> approval. Like they got, um, they're also happy with B's as well, so I think as long as I got you know, A's and B's, when I've got C's, they were just a bit, oh, you know, was there something you could have done better that year? So it did give that feedback loop, and it did always feel bad. Like, I felt personally bad at the time when I got a C, but, mm-hmm. but um, they knew that I would always bounce back and would try, like, would try harder yep then um yeah just the i think just had one particular class it was my it was my english class in high school and i just could never get above a c or b minus i just like always quite kind of questioning oh okay this is kind of like my one of my first experience with racism (laughs) potential racism like uh, is that um this guy was the head of english and any time and anything i did i just could never get above a b minus and then sometimes, wow. And then when we combine classes, like when that, my friends and I combine classes, like for like a couple of lessons, my Asian friends who in another class were getting B pluses and A's, when they got marked by this other teacher, they were also getting B minuses and C's. Wow. So I kind of like questioned, I did, it's very questionable, like, but like I just didn't, at the time, I just didn't, I just was like, okay, I, maybe I'm just, maybe it's just me. But then, you know, once I saw it, see my friends also getting those lower grades, then I went, I think this person has has a prejudice against non-Caucasian. Yeah, that's quite disappointing. It's disappointing, but I think it's like, that's an allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I 
Look at English. In year three, I used to correct my English teacher. Oh, uh, really? When, when she'd like, yeah, when she'd write things on the whiteboard, like sentences, she'd miss like full stops or grammatical errors, like comma here or like no capital letter. And I'll be like pointing that out. Yeah. I don't know if she got annoyed with me or was happy that I helped her. I think it's all depe- like depending on the personality. But I guess if you could remember that long, you'd be like, did she have an expert? Like, was the expression? She did it all the time, I think. She- but I think if you. It was like once, once in a while, like, oh, this person's actually like paying attention. I feel like attention, yeah, attention, attention span. Yeah, I have no idea. Could have been a teacher's pet. I have no idea. Yeah, speaking of like report cards and stuff, did with your um, report card system like ABC or was it like very high achievement like HA, SA, stuff like that? Yeah, it had the VHA, SA. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it was the equivalent, the VHA. Mm-hmm. How would you say? Yeah, same thing, VHA. H-A-S-A. I guess the ABC was like very American and I was like, what? What's that mean? <laughs> when I watched it on TV, I was like, ABC? But then how do you, how do you fail? And then I think D is like below, I forget what, what's below SA? I think it's LA, so low achievement. DLA is like very low. That's that. Equivalent. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think I ever got those, so I don't remember. <laughs> I got it once, but luckily it was like a formative year, so I could It's not counting towards my OP, so yep. I'm going to drop it <laughs> because I didn't do so well. Yeah, I did the same thing. I just dropped it. Yep. I didn't get as high as marks as I wanted, so I was like, nah, I'm going to drop that and concentrate on the other five. Yep. Were there any particular subjects you picked in, in high school? that Did you try to go for a better OP? I think I went for a bit of both. So I went for a better OP and then... I made sure I did all the subjects that were pre- prerequisites for uni entry. So I picked the Mass B, uh, English, and Chemistry. So Chemistry could get me into like sorry, every degree. But I regret that choice because I should have done Physics. I would have enjoyed that more. Ah, uh, yep. I think we had a discussion about this before. Um... <laughs> yes, during the Harry Potter episode. Yep. Yeah, it's like, I think I because I like Biology, but then I didn't did do quite poor I did do quite poorly in it. Um but I think I did chemistry because it was like more algebraic. <laughs> so that's why I enjoyed it a lot more than the others. Did your school ever offer like other languages and were you tempted to take those? Um for high school I don't think so. I don't remember. I think it was German and I wasn't very good at German. So I didn't take that. Ah uh, okay. Anyway, what what languages did your school have? So they had two. Uh one was French and the other was Japanese. Japanese at the time would also give you a better OP. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for me, I wanted to do all the humanities subjects and I was getting tutored in Japanese outside of school. So I thought, oh, I can still learn yep. Japanese while you know going attending school. But that would also mean my Saturday mornings would be cancelled out because uh, I'd be doing this class. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a one-on-one tutor. I don't regret doing those classes in, in Japanese, but I kind of wish I took it up as a subject in high school. Yep. Yeah, I wish our high school had it. I would have done Japanese just for fun. Because I did Chinese school like outside school. I had the opportunity to do the OP Chinese to get to include it as my OP subject, but I didn't bother. Oh, right. I was like, I'm already doing school. I don't want it to be formative. I just want to do it for, for I guess, fun. Yep. And not, and not get too stressed about yeah, exams and, and whatever. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think I took it a like one one of my courses. 
uh, did have something like that, uh, which was the accounting course. Mm-hmm. But then I, because it was during a lunch break, and then I was doing like other extra, I was doing music practice during that time, so I kind of missed a couple of the classes that were handled around lunchtime. Uh, then I got told, oh, you haven't attended the classes, therefore we're asking you to leave. And I went, okay. But luckily I didn't want to become an accountant, so I wasn't too upset about it. Uh, any other anecdotes that you can speak to? Agents bad at driving. I don't think Asians are bad drivers. Or bad at parking. Asians are just average in general. Like Everyone's the same. <laughs> That's my view. But if you go to Sunnybank, yeah. <laughs> that area... Yep. Everyone's bad drivers. Like, I think it's just bad drivers because you're trying to apply, like, uh, international countries. Like, you get all Asian countries way of driving if you go to Sunnybank. And, yeah, that's right. And I've had parks stolen from. And there's no courtesy. Or there's no manners. It, people just, yeah, just take take whatever p- parking there is. Yep. Just take the, um, they don't give way. No rite of passage. It's just, I think it's just rude in general. I've had pedestrian. Not so much bad driving. Yeah, I've had pedestrian just like run past as well. Like when you're like clearly still driving and there's like, there's no, there wouldn't be a reason for you to just run across the road. <laughs> so you have to be extra careful when you're parking there. And yes, I've had a, I've had a park stolen from me because I'm a bit too slow on the go. I have used it to my advantage though, because I know that other people have badly parked. I just go like, eh, close enough. And I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay no i take pride in my good driving and good parking so if it's if it's not like above par then i have to fix it up did you ever get bullied in school probably not to the extent i think i was pretty good um like back in primary school uh 50 percent of the school was with other cultures and then 50 percent was caucasian mm-hmm so there was a lot of Vietnamese um, in, around the area. So I mingled with a lot of Vietnamese people. Uh, they had Leban- uh, Lebanese people. Um, and I, I think they had some Pacific Islanders is there as well. Ah, uh, okay. So we, okay, so your school is quite multicultural. Yes. My very primary school. Yeah. Was like, um, from Because I, I attended that primary school from one to year one to year four. I think that one you can go to year mm-hmm. seven. So it was quite, yep. it was quite multicultural. Um, and we learnt a lot about tolerance. Okay. We learnt a lot about tolerance. So. Yeah, so I I went to a predominantly uh, Western school, so maybe two Asians in the entire school when I started. Yeah. So I definitely experienced a lot of racism. Uh, yeah. um, people used to, you know, call called Ching Chong China Man and those kind of things. But I think it stopped after I got into a huge fight in year three. I guess I displayed my Kung Fu skills <laughs> and fought back. And then um, I guess the bullying just stopped after that uh, incident. What happened? Like, were you standing up for yourself? Like, why did you get in that fight kind of thing? <laughs> I don't remember the details, but everyone like in my class or other classes ganged up and then they started like bashing me like you know how i don't know if it was normal but people usually pick on like one or two people at once and everyone just groups up and just picks on them yeah i didn't i didn't back down i was kind of crying but like at the same time just swinging my arms around and kicking everyone so i guess i showed them because after that incident um no one's 
picked on me ever again. Well, your innate kung fu skills were, your, your, your innate martial arts skills were, were <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> uh, yes. Did you make friends after All that? All those or? kung fu movies paid off. Yep. Did you make friends after that? Like people approach, at least approach you in a more friendly manner? Um, no, I had friends, but it was just, I think it's just in primary school, people don't know better. And when one person picks on one person, everyone just kind of chimes in and jumps in. Even my friends started to call me names and stuff. I was a friendly person, so things just got ugly. Yep. What about in high school then? Uh, I don't think I ever experienced too many uh, bullying because I was a tall, tall Asian guy and I was pretty much friends with everyone. I was like a social butterfly, even though I wasn't like really close with the, I guess the cooler kids or the sporty ones. I was just friendly and they never picked on me. There was, I guess there was like easier victims. Fair enough. Did you experience bullying? In high school, I wasn't, I was probably along the lines of like, I was pretty much quite neutral with everybody. I did see some bullying occur with some of my closer friends, Mm -hmm. but some of them, they did certain things where i was uh, i was like okay i think you're crossing the like you're crossing the line so i had to confront them and going i think you know you did this thing this person said no drop it (laughs) just just let it go yep um but then they kept pestering the person i was like okay we're gonna just uh, stop this from happening go see the um school counselor because i think this is now getting a bit too much did people ever think you were related to any celebrities? Hmm. I think back in my primary school days, he would most likely be Jackie Chan because uh, yep. because Shanghai Noon had just yeah, recently. I got come that up. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, they like? Do you know Jackie Chan? Did you ever say yes? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I'm like Jackie Chan's my uncle. <laughs> or if if they didn't believe that, I'd say. My uncle knows Jackie Chan. Ah, uh, yes, the classic, my uncle knows someone from Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that achieved, but I felt, I felt um, a sense of pride. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember, yeah, it was Jackie Chan a lot. I know that um, if anyone had a famous Australian last name, I would ask them if they were related. Um, uh, okay. So I kind of did like the opposite. So I think there was someone who had a last name of Warren. So I thought they were related to um... Shane Warren. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they also said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very normal to do. <laughs> yeah. But I think because we had last, different last names from Chan. So it, was, it would be your last name is probably closer to Chan than my last name. Yeah, that's right. I'd say, um, yeah, then we just um, pronounce it differently because we speak a different dialect. Yeah. That's how I get away with it. Yeah, I think that yours works much better. Mine doesn't really work that well. So, for the mystery topic, uh, we talked about all these things that happened to us in high school, but did you ever use your knowledge of Asian stereotypes to benefit yourself in, say, university or when, you do, when, you're, doing your, when you're doing your post-school studies. Uh, can you clarify that a little bit more? So, for, for example, with me, because I was Asian, international, I, I was put into a lot of groups with international, uh, Asian international students. Okay. Um, I don't know if it benefited me or not, but I did have a handful of times where I 
I don't think I was put in, but I ended up being around like other international students, not so much just Asian, but like European and um, South American and all that. So I was definitely in the international crowd a lot more, but I was able to blend in and generally, I don't know, I found my experience quite, quite fruitful when I was talking amongst like people that were not Australian or local. I'm not sure if that answers your question. Um, I think it does because I think it, it, like in a way it's, you, you could give the experience of like how you grew up in Australia with this particular culture as well. And, but then you kind of have knowledge of, I guess your understanding of their cultures and then how it will impact them when they're in Australia. Yeah. So I, I made some really good friends that, that did come from international, like a Mexican friend and a Russian friend. Like I got along really well with them. So I was able to share, like, I guess some of my growing up and some of my like struggles and misunderstandings of like Australian culture. And I was able to provide like a gateway for them to like, understand and i guess learn and somehow assimilate with the australian language and culture so i don't know i guess i made the made the most of being asian and looking like a international student when i was not what about you um so for me because i um one of my jobs was part of uh, was a student services officer for a private a private education institution and I also was doing my masters at the same time, so I learned as you, I learned about the different cultures, and then they go, "Well, here's what the social pressures are." So even though we didn't experience the social pressure of trying to get good grades, I understood that certain cultures they prioritize getting those good grades. So a lot of the time to build up the confidence of the group I was in, so I usually tended to take the project management role because uh, English was their second language and. They did have a bit of an accent and then obviously when they were typing up reports and things like that, they would also have like grammatical errors. Mm -hmm. So it was just providing them the confidence and I go, okay, well, I understand that you're you're pretty much, you're going to another country. Depending on how you grew up, you're probably also having to get um, good grades. You need at least a passing grade so that uh, you can still get an uh, an education visa. But you also want to, you know, you also want to get amazing grades to show off to your uh, your uh, parental figures or or your loved ones or whoever it may be the case. So you also have that additional pressure to do well. Um, so to try to get the best out of them, I had to use those talk to them and say, look, this is what I think. This is what I think is happening. You have the bit of the pressure. You're having a lot of pressure to do well. Let me take away the burden of that. I will do a big chunk of it. I just need you whenever I need to say what I just need you to do your parts when I see you need to do your mm-hmm. parts. Um, and one of the big things I used to say to people is, do you want to be equal or do you want it to be get good grades? Yeah. Obviously a lot of people will say, I want good grades. And I go, okay, if you want good grades, then don't expect it to be equal. I will do a lot of it at the yep. start. And then you focus mm-hmm. on your studies and you, I know that you have to work the extra hours as well um, because you can only work about 20 hours a fort I think 20 hours a fortnight so obviously, obviously the people who weren't rich or came from rich families they would be working pretty much 40 plus hours doing study at the same time and pretty much did not have yep. a social life I used those stereotypes to quickly 
be able to understand them quicker and then be able to then create solutions and plans mm-hmm. uh, for them uh, so that they can have better outcomes in their, in their studies. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one thing that I used my um, Asian complex was that sometimes when you're at uni and you just want to zone out, and you don't want to speak up yep. or like, you know, how lecturers ask questions and stuff. And sometimes I just want to just be in the background and be the Asian. I just don't talk. Do you just shake your head furiously? And... Cause I did that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I have used that. I don't understand. <laughs> during, during my undergrad, I used my, I used my Chinese name. So I could get, I, that made it extra, extra, uh, better to get away with. Like, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know what you don't know what you're saying, and or just shake my head, ferociously. <laughs> yeah. To get away from not answering the question because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we do have some benefits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we come to the end of another exciting episode of Snakes on a Plane, we want to express our heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners for joining us in this incredible adventure. We hope that through our discussions, stories, and shared experiences, we have brought a smile to your face sparked your curiosity, and fostered a sense of connection. Remember, our journey doesn't end here. Stay tuned for more captivating episodes where we continue to explore Asian identity, pop culture, food, and beyond. Until then, keep embracing your uniqueness, be kind, and enjoy your day wherever you are. Thank you for being part of the Snakes on a Plane fandom. <laughs>